Dude, 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 this song closed. We gotta change it. Time for a zero check. Oh no, that's even worse. I couldn't cut was Woo, recording. Like all the time. <laughs> Steve needs one right now. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's like past nine. It's just like my bedtime. <laughs> poor Steve. Poor Steve. All like, right, legitimately. Let's all right. Let's let's, intru let's introduce this. I also don't know what episode number we are on. This I think it's all uh, right. uh let's, let's figure out the facts and then let's introduce it. Yeah. Yeah, opening up the doc right now. This is season five, episode four. four. Yeah. All right. All righty yeah. then. Here we are, season five, episode four, after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we've had lots of time to let these albums uh, stew in our brains, whether we've listened to them a lot or not. And uh, which albums did we do again? It's been a while. We did live throwing copper, uh, a, a repeat from a previous uh, episode we'd done. We did Tenacious D's eponymous album. We did Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac Rumors and The Grapes of Wrath now and again. Yeah, they, I, I like them all. All right, episode done. <laughs> wow. It's, all right, moving on, guys. <laughs> it'll only take you six months to edit. Yeah. <laughs> Just get, get ChatGPT to write up uh, something for each of these albums and put it out. Yeah. Easy. It won't, it's know, a that, longer that, podcast. It's just that might be kind that. of fun. I was Chat GPT a thing the last time we talked? I feel like yes, <laughs> not, not what it was. <laughs> I am morbidly curious. I think, I think how, some of these how an AI would edit our shows. Well, some of these AIs can actually learn from your voice and then mimic your voice. Yeah. So yeah, they so can, we can just uh, they can use our get those to actually record. To they can record the episode for us too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Prank calls with our voices. That that requires using multiple voice. multiple AI platforms though. Mm. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's more fun to just get together on Discord and and record these. Uh, so who wants to start? Who wants to start out? Hey, um, heck, I'll, I I never start, so I'll I'll, I'll give it a go and I'll, I'll start off this time. Um, I chose the album now and again by the Grapes of Wrath. Um, I had chosen this album because. I was going to go to a concert at Classic Bowl in Mississauga that had um, Strange Love, the Depeche Mode Experience, The Grapes of Wrath, and Information Society. I have to say and that Classic Bowl is a really famous concert venue. Yeah, they have a lot. Like, a lot of 80s bands end up there. Yeah. And they have like the the one we saw with all these bands. They were um, they they set up a like a stage on the lanes, mm. and they set up some VIP seating in front of it, which I wasn't allowed in because I'm not I'm not I, so they didn't let me in. 
<laughs> so, uh, but we, oh, they, had, like, the, they had the bowling seats, like the, the 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 big plush ones, like the benches that you sit on on the alleys. Uh, they had those. We sat in those and watched from the side. You, you are amazing. very very person though. I, I I am I am very much a P. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm... go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but I was just gonna say it was it was, it was a it's it's a weird concert venue. Um, but I know the year before we had tried to get tickets to see uh, Strange Advance. If you remember Strange Advance, no, there might be a couple of tracks you'd recognize, but um, they're they're you know Canadian eighties, much okay. like the Great Wrath. <laughs> and um, they get a lot of bands like that. I, I, I they had like Chilliwack playing. <laughs> Nice. Uh, who else was in this one? Uh, I don't even remember. But you look them up. It's it's, it's a it's there's a charity concert series. Um, it's for Ronald McDonald House. It's like all oh, McBowl, cool. <laughs> and they, they have the concerts. And it, it was actually it was really entertaining. Um. So so this album is. Well, let me let me pull up some information about them so i can sound like i'm intelligent i probably should have done this before we started (laughs) (laughs) some fancy facts yeah there's there's no point in uh there's no point in in in, um trying to pull it out of your butt when you can just use the internet and it'll tell you everything you need to know (laughs) yes it is uh it was released in 1989 by the grapes of wrath a, a canadian band um it has it has the song. If you know any Grapes of Wrath songs, they are on this album, which is pretty much why I chose it. It has all the things I was, and it has what was going through my head. You know, it's got mm. that. That those are the two like big ones that they had. Um, I feel like that was the theme of all four of these albums. Is that if you recognize any song from that band, they're on that album. That's often how I choose a band or an album. If I if if a band's has multiple albums and I don't know which album to choose. I'm like, which one would be the most uh, well-known, you know, which one would be the most grapes of wrathy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I chose that one because of that. And it, it gave me a good excuse to listen to it a bunch of times before I went to the concert. So I could like get more into the grapes of wrath. And they, they were, they were good. They, they played well as uh, they sounded good. They look old, but you know, that's, that's what happens when you're an eighties band and it's 2023. And, uh, and yeah, it's, what, do you, what do you guys think of it? I I'm really enjoyed it. Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album through and through. A uh, couple, couple of good memories, one of them very recent and one of them old. Um, so when I was uh, about eight years old, my brother, one of my brothers, who had up until then lived with his mom in the States, uh, Vermont most recently before he moved back to Canada. Um, he was, he's 10 years older than me. He was 18. So he moved back and lived with us for a while. And he had this on vinyl. I think it was on vinyl. He might've been on CD, uh, but he did have the album. So I remember that was a time in my life when I was getting into the age where I was getting into music. Uh, and then having this older brother who was also really into music living in the bedroom next to mine and just going and hanging out with my at the time thought cool older brother with all this great music and he would just play albums for me uh so this was one of those albums and a more recent experience or memory that was really fun uh early in june um 
some of my siblings got together at my dad's and as an early father's day thing we like pressure washed his house and did a bunch of gardening stuff and just made his 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 place look better and i picked up my sister in toronto and we uh we drove out to my dad's together and i said what do we want to listen to i said hey wait i'm gonna put on grapes of wrath and she's like i love grapes of wrath Nice. And so we had like a, a brother sister sing along in the car on the drive to my dad's listening to this I, album. I blame me. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I'm, I can't. There's a, a number of songs I really enjoyed on it. I'm not gonna uh, pick out like one or two. So I'm just gonna say, fantastic album. Listen to it. Other opinions? I'm still processing that there is now a tier below the casino tour or the casino circuit that you can do. And that's the bowling alley. <laughs> and the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, like, there, is, there a t- is there a tier below that, though? No. Maybe nursing <laughs> no. homes. Perhaps like, <laughs> like the, right now, the 90s bands are doing the casinos, the 80s bands are doing the bowling alleys. The 70s bands are doing the arenas? I don't know. Well, the 70s bands are doing like the okay. uh, outdoor this, this uh, summer year, festival. It was, there was Strange Advance, Rough Trade, and Chalk Circle. I have not heard then, of any then, of those artists. Uh, you, would, you, would recognize, you would recognize probably a, one song from each of them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then the next night was Honeymoon Suite, Chilliwack, and Toronto. I've heard of Honeymoon oh, Suite. I love Honeymoon Suite. <laughs> and then yeah. and then on the 27th, it was um, Information Society, Grapes of Wrath, Strange Love. And they had a, they had a secret show on the 28th, which was my birthday, uh, which we didn't have tickets for. But I heard that it was The Box. I don't, I don't know who that is. They are a Canadian band from the 80s. They <laughs> were... They, they had a couple of singles you might recognize, but their real claim to fame is that their lead singer was a member of, um, uh, oh, you know them. Uh, the name just flew out of my head. You know, the, the you know, Safety Dance. Oh, Men Without, oh, men without hats. hats. Men Without Hats. I'm yeah. sorry. I just, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just had like a big brain fart. Yeah. Yeah, he is a, a member of Men Without Hats. I was going to uh... ask if it was Edwin. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys Edwin's back in I'm Mother Earth, right? I think I swear. It doesn't matter anymore. No. I know. They, I, they I, are, it's like David Lee Roth's back in Van Halen. <laughs> like, well, Eddie know. Van Halen's dead, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it, does, them, it right? doesn't matter anymore yeah. for them. But no, it's it's the like same kind of, uh, Yes. you know, it, it would have mattered 15 years ago, but it doesn't really matter now. Yeah. I but yes, yeah, so, uh, I group the Grapes of Wrath with, I think, like, the Northern Pikes. And That's those a other... great, great... <laughs> I, I do, too. Like, yeah. I, 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 when I listened yeah. to this album, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. It could also be the soundtrack to an episode of Do South. <laughs> I barely... I, I was going to say, I don't group them because of their music, but because, like, they're bands that I had heard of when I was oh. starting to get into music. <laughs> In like 1993, <laughs> 1994, so but whose music I've probably never heard. Like they came out just at the end of the 80s and still continued just a little bit into the 90s, but then stopped. 
Um, so I think I'd heard of Grapes of Wrath growing up here and there, um, but this album's my first proper exposure to their music. I like Simon and Garfunkel, North, um, Grapes of Wrath, more than like late, eight, late 80s jangly rock Grapes of Wrath. That's fair. If I were to assess like the two styles on this album. I think in general, I don't like that like late 80s style of jangly rock doesn't do it for me. And on the whole, it's not like an, an assessment of the Grapes of Wrath specifically, but they're quieter, more like folk singer stuff that that was done really well on this. I like that. It's like all the things I wasn't was going through my head and like blind and those ones, they're, Yeah. they're very, they have like a real 60s sort of Yes. aesthetic to them. So And I, 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 I'm a I see sucker. it. I'm a sucker for that, like, 60s singer-songwriter folky style. I can, that, that's my jam. can do it. Folk, folk ballad style. Yes. Hmm. Male harmonized vocals. Yep, yep, yep. Do it. Mr. Shouse, how do you feel about it? So I had uh, I had never heard these guys before, and when you had suggested the album, I thought that I might have, but I I think it's very similar to Craig. Like I I um I feel like I may have just missed these guys, and I enjoyed listening to the music. It was soothing. Um, it <laughs> it was it was very comfortable to listen to, um, but I agree that it did sort of have that sound, that sound that you would get out of out of kind of the late eighties. Uh, like folk, particularly folk, folky rock. particularly late 80s Canadian Oh yeah, folk there's rock. a very there's a very Canadian sound to it. Yeah. But the first couple songs I heard made me think these guys were British. Oh, they're like they're, as I was they're listening Vancouver. to them sing, I know I know they're not, but the first like two songs that I was like, is this like a British band? Like, what am I listening to here? And then no, it obviously it wasn't, but it, I don't know why that sort of made me feel that way. But um, I, I don't I don't know. It just it, I I didn't have. I don't have any fun memories like like Richard does for this uh, particular band. Um, I have nothing bad to say about them. I have. Uh, I'm, I, what I'm curious about now is like some of their newer stuff. Like apparently they put out an album in 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's all like, it's all good. Like it's so they're still making music, which is yeah, great. It may not they be got, memorable, but it's good. They, yeah, they got back together. Mm -hmm. So when you when you went to see them perform, did they perform most of their old stuff, or did they do like new stuff too? It was a, it was a whole. They ran the gamut. They actually had the a gamut? fairly long set. Okay. And um, they sounded great. Like they're really good. <laughs> Nice. so Yeah. But I, I definitely appreciate the exposure. I'd, I'd never heard them before. And whenever you guys let me listen to a, a band I've never heard before, I love it. You're going to love to see where I go this time. <laughs> It's, an It album is definitely. I've never, it's an album I've never listened to before, but I, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are I you like going that to spin we can. the wheel of random albums? <laughs> I like that streaming services allow us to have that experience that otherwise would be really difficult when we first did this show. Yeah. Yeah, we can Yeah. uh we can we can really we don't have to worry about getting our hands on it cuz it's just out. Indeed. It's just there. You just and you can deep dive into a bunch of the other stuff if you wanted to. Yeah. I think going going on what you were saying Mike that it's it's good but it's not memorable. This is very lyric and vocal melody focused music. If you are more instrumentation Very. focused person like I think I am, this might not Mm. do it for you. Um, it is very much, yeah, you, you pay attention to lyrics. Um, and I think that's what hooks you, the lyrics and the vocal melodies.
very much so. So that's that's the grapes of wrath. I think we, uh, we I think we have, uh, I think we have like a low level of mild enjoyment uh, with some nostalgia. Right. Yeah, I'll take it. Worth worth listening. They won't make you throw up. <laughs> guaranteed no, that's an endorsement. Guaranteed to not make you throw up, guaranteed, unless you're really going to throw up anyway. <laughs> well, then it wasn't them that made you do it. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, yeah, very, very pleasant, inoffensive rock music with some folky uh, folk ballads thrown in for fun. Yeah, I, I probably listened to it. Like we've been sitting on this for what, like four months? So I probably listened to it like <laughs> forty times or something stupid like that. I listened to all <laughs> do, of. Do you know? Like, do you have all the words memorized? Can you, can you sing the whole thing? No, because some of the songs really aren't memorable. Like. I've listened to it 40 times and there's a number of tracks in the middle that I'm like, I think I remember this. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> I guess it isn't that memorable in places. I think we're leading towards recommending this as background music. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one might call it filler. Or nostalgia music if, you, if you're nostalgia, in that. It's, it, it's a good, it's good road trip music. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a vibe, one might say. It's good music yeah. to chat over. Yeah. With a, with a couple of like standout t- tunes on it because there are a yeah. few really good tunes on the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me do mine because I feel like it's a bit of a a bit of a change, mm-hmm. a bit of a change of pace. Um, so I recommended uh, Tenacious D's debut album, Tenacious D. Tenacious D is a band um, made up of uh, two performers, Jack Black and Kyle Gass, and they um, perform sort of a range of rock, kind of folky, usually pretty um, uh, funny and and also uh, a little bit lewd uh, in in terms of how they they write their music. They're... um, what really um, got me interested in these guys was way back um, in the early 2000s. This album came out in 2001. So back in the early 2000s, a couple of my friends from high school were really into this album and they were singing it and I had no idea what they were singing. And this, the big song they were singing was um, uh, Tribute and uh, and then they were also singing Wonder Boy. So um, I, I wasn't on on board with everything they were doing at the time, but I was like, I need to hear this this music. I need to figure out what's going on. There was also a TV series that that went along with with uh, the sort of early Tenacious D. So they would have an episode, like a short episode, that would have usually one of the songs in it, sort of written around it. It's so ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still one of my go to albums. I have so much fun listening to this one. Um, it, it it is it is vulgar, so I, I usually don't have it on when I have like my kids around or anything. They, but they'd be on like a just, they'd be on like a talk show, <clears throat> and it's like Jack yeah. Black is sitting there talking to I don't know Conan or something, and like <laughs> Kyle will raise up from the floor playing guitar <laughs> in the middle of it. Like they had all of these like great like promotional like yeah. little bits they did, almost like if you remember when um, Anchorman was coming out, uh, Will Ferrell would show up as Ron Burgundy everywhere. And it was yeah. the greatest thing ever. So yeah. I feel the same way about Tenac- the way Tenacious D promoted this album. These guys are still making music. Uh, <laughs> you know, now they have long white beards and 
but they're still sort of big kind of bumbling uh doofus kind of guys but they're they're brilliant they're 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 really funny uh extremely talented um there was uh i remember watching a youtube video where they had like a, a vocal instructor who was trying to break down uh jack black singing of some of the stuff that he did in pick of destiny which is which is the movie that they made and like his his voice like his vocal range is is quite impressive for somebody who's really just doing a lot of parody singing and 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 sort of joke singing um but like yeah their their um their live stuff is is really cool i haven't gotten to see them live but i have a, a dvd actually i think i have two dvds of, of their live concerts it's tons of fun to watch so what did you guys think of tenacious d I'll maybe start. somebody else to jump in on this one. <laughs> um, I have opinions. <laughs> I have opinions too. Maybe not as strong as Steve. We'll see. But um, <laughs> okay, there are some fantastic songs in this. Tribute is excellent. <laughs> Wonder Boy's great. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else I really liked. Uh, was Dio cool? I think Dio was cool. Yeah, Dio's cool. Funny. I had to look um, up what year Dio actually passed away to see how close it was. Oh. <laughs> um, Jack Black seemed like, as a person, Jack Black seems like a very just kind, energetic, um, very talented person. And he seems to channel all of that into just <laughs> having a good time. That's, that's what he projects anyway. Um, he's kind of the front man of the band. So I don't know too much about what Kyle Gass is all about. Uh, but he's an elf. Also. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Have you huh. seen? Have you seen Elf? Like once or twice. It there's a there's a. He's one of the guys who works at the the um the the kids book company that you know okay. that uh, Will Ferrell's father works at. They bring in Peter Dinklage, and oh, right. <laughs> he keeps calling him an elf. He kicks his ass. But Kyle Gass is in the room. <laughs> he's like one of the the pitchmen. <laughs> Right. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I think the video for Tribute is awesome, especially because oh, it has so Dave Grohl in it uh, as the demon. Yeah. And uh, so the thing, there's also things I don't like about this album. I think a lot of the skits are dumb. I think the whole shtick between Jack Black's <laughs> character and Kyle Gass's character as um, like. They're both bumbling doofus. It, it's a lot like, um, well, no, it, like, it it has it reminds me a little bit of Dumb and Dumber, but in Dumb and Dumber, like they're always kind of like ragging on each other, whereas it's just Jack's Black Jack Black's character <clears throat> ragging on Kyle Gas. Yeah. Um, well, Kyle rags back at times. <laughs> yeah, now now and then, but not too much. Uh, some of the some of the vulgarity is fun too, but it is there. Uh, and it was, you know, when we were 20 and listening to, the, you know, this was new, <laughs> 20 or 21 or whatever we were, uh, it, you know, it was hilarious at the time. But now it's just like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the songs that, the songs that rock, really rock. And then there's mm. some filler and, and then, yeah, the skits, I, I get tired of those. No, I, I hear that. It was, I, I remember this came out when I was in university and a bunch of my friends were really into it. So it was just, it was so much fun to just listen to Tenacious D and they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're hilarious. Like, I mean, some of the, and some, they're just, they're all stupid. Like 
the entire thing is that the, the entire like premise is that they are a couple of they, they, they can play music but they're they're just they're bumbling overweight doofuses and who think that they are the greatest band in the world mm-hmm. and that's the and they're just talking about how the the things they do as the greatest band in the world, how they write songs, how they get chicks, how they, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And they're, they're no, it's just not good. <laughs> they're up their so, own asses, so, so to speak. There's, there's a couple of, like, there's a couple of times when, uh, when they kind of break the, the facade. Um, like when they, like when they mention how overweight they are, things like that, like just, just kind of they puncture the balloon a little bit but uh but mostly completely delusional i start and it gets worse and worse as the album goes on until they're talking about you know ruling a city and killing each other and all that sort of stuff for power (laughs) and the inevitable conclusion so they actually won a grammy i didn't even know this they won a grammy in 2015 for the last in line Hmm. uh best metal performance <laughs> I can see Craig shaking his head. <laughs> Grammy medal like awards have been a joke for decades. <laughs> decades. And it's just like give it to Tenacious D. It's really a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else better came is, out in 2015. Is that like when so, when the South Park guys were nominated for the uh the Oscar for uh, Blame Canada? <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, Dave Grohl played drums all over this album. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They're good friends. This was this was in Dave Grohl's like I'm bored of be- the Foo Fighters are like falling apart and I want to do other things and I'm bored phase. The, the Foo Fighters never had a falling apart phase. What are you talking about? <laughs> Foo Fighters are Dave Grohl, so and maybe his arm fell off or something. He broke his foot and they didn't they didn't let up. It's true. Well, it was like Taylor, Taylor Hawkins died and they barely yeah. gave up. That's probably a Pro- bad thing. Produced by the Dust Brothers. Interesting, the Dust Dust Brothers. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Especially because they became the Chemical Brothers. No, they would have been the Chemical uh, Brothers before this, and then they turned into the, the Dust yeah. Brothers. The Dust Brothers became the Chemical Brothers. I think it's the, the other they, Dust Brothers. Are there <laughs> other Dust Brothers? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's an American duo. Huh. And the, the English duo briefly named the Dust Brothers in, in uh, as an homage, uh, who became the Chemical Brothers. So the Chemical mm-hmm. Brothers named themselves after these guys. Oh, um, interesting. Neat. Ooh, they, they worked on feel... oh, sorry, go Paul's ahead, Boutique, Odelay, Mbop. <laughs> all right craig let's hear what you think of of, of the d yeah i'll add I, I think it was you craig who first played wonder boy for me yes wonder boy is a i think yeah i think that's song. i echo a lot of rick richard sentiments that the frat house humor has not aged very well i don't think it's the the frat house humor is of a certain age and like we have grown out of that age oh i don't know if i have <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i You're didn't want to say yeah. like i don't i didn't want to say it's different than like 
it's of a certain time, which is kind of, I don't know, like if you, if you look at a lot of the movies around the turn of the millennium, you had your American, like that type of gross out humor in your American pies and your whatnot was really popular. Um, so it's sort of of its time. Um, but the, they can definitely write amazing. They're at their best when they just are absurd without having to rely on gross out humor or like Yes. one dimensional jokes Mm. like this song's a metaphor for anal sex. Isn't that clever? Ha ha. Wink, wink. Like that. And that is why I love wonder boy so much is it just keeps going like off the rails while simultaneously With <laughs> telekinesis, having every, <laughs> yes, with mind bullets. with <laughs> your Nazi troops, with amazing instrumentation. Um, yeah, and and then they do the whole video out in the out in like the Norwegian waste, <laughs> you know, in the snow. so good. Explosivo, I really like too. That was a good little short Yeah. number. Um, Yeah, it is good. There's a lot of a, a lot of the musical tracks are really good, even when they're gross. Yeah. Like, like they're just like clever songs. They sound they they sound good. Like, like even even stupid crap like like fucker gently or double team. Like, they're ridiculous and stupid, but like they're really catchy. <laughs> Yeah, Jack Black and Kyle Glass are very good players and very good songwriters. Catholicly trained. <laughs> <laughs> Was this the first... yeah, the... I know Jack Black had like that one commercial in the 80s that people unearthed fairly recently. Was this his first mainstream media No, thing? Jack Black was like a real actor before this came out. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, Jack Black I didn't know was that. famous as an actor before any of this mess. Huh, I did not know that. He decided to do this, and everyone was like, "Oh, look! Look what Jack Block is doing." He was in. I can't. He was in High Fidelity before this. Ah, okay. I totally missed like 1990s Jack Black stuff. I also don't really watch movies, so that kind of contributes to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking. tenacious D. I'm just looking now. <laughs> Jack Black, what have you done? Filmography. He was in. He was in Shallow Hal. He was in. Uh, That, that, yeah, that, I guess Shallow Hollow uh, was uh, around school, this time. Mm -hmm. School of Rock. Um, trying to think what else he was doing at that time. Two thousand one was an interesting year for music, because you had you had Yeah. a lot of stuff that hit that was kind of out of the blue, um, like Andrew WK hit also in two thousand one. Um, and you had like the residual new metal stuff. Hybrid Theory was 2000, right? It wasn't 2001. Somewhere around there. It wasn't in the nineties, that's for sure. Yeah, It it was that's it was right. a little bit later than all the other new metal schlock that came before it. Indeed. As like I guess it would have to be later than the new metal that came before it. But um but yeah, it's like there's a lot a lot of the big new metal was before Lincoln Park. They're surprisingly late in the in the wave. But also like the Strokes debut album was this year or that year, 2001. A lot of different stuff hit that year. I thought I thought the strokes was two thousand and two. Let me look that up while we discuss. Yeah, I I While might be you're wrong. doing that, It's all very close. did did the show Northern Exposure not come up when we were talking about um, 
the Grapes of the Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. It did not. Oh, okay. Well, what was the show due that south. came out? Due south. Oh, that was Due South. Due right. South. Okay. Okay, because I was going to say Jack Black made an appearance on Northern Exposure. Oh, really? did he really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Different Canadian television. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, he was in Demolition Man, Waterworld. Yeah, I mean, Waterworld. He's, he's a freaking actor. Like, he's oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. He's oh yeah, he was in the Cable art. Guy. That he was pretty. Ma- he had a uh, like a fairly really? big part in that. Jack Black is a real ass thespian. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, I just yeah, but, but, Demolition Man, uh, Waterworld, uh, The Cable Guy, Mars Attacks, um, <laughs> Enemy of the State. I know. I still know what you did last summer. Um, High Fidelity. That was a big one for him. That was all before yeah. Tenacious D. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was that one he did? That Christmas kind of rom com that he did. Oh, that the one where he uh, he, he trades places. The, the the two women trade places. One of them lives in the rich city. One of them lives in like the English countryside. Crap, what's that movie called? The Pauper and the Prince Christmas Edition. <laughs> I have no idea. Sounds I think like I know. The, what is you're it talking the about holiday? Is this the holiday? Is this That's it. The, the like, holiday. Is this Hallmark yeah. movie number thirty-five? That came out in the same year as Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> I think the first uh, Jack Black movie and possibly the only Jack Black movie I've ever seen was Nacho Libre, which I did enjoy. Whoa. The, only, the only Jack Black movie you've seen is Nacho Libre? Yep. You haven't seen School of Rock? Nope. You haven't seen High Fidelity? Oh. Ooh, okay. You haven't seen Kung you got, Fu you Panda? Some movies you need to see. I have not seen Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> you haven't seen Tropic Thunder? <laughs> I have not seen Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I don't watch movies. <laughs> we know this. It is known. It, it is known. known. <laughs> There's just so many big movies. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Are we moving on or anything yeah, we more should, to we say? Yeah, we should probably move on. We're just dithering on Jack Black right now. Yeah. I like Jack Black. We'll listen to Tenacious D. <laughs> I, like, I think he's funny. <laughs> Jack Black, yeah. you are a true arts thespian musician and all-around dude. But I'll also say Kyle Gass is an amazing guitar player. Yeah. Like he's really, he can do some really cool things on an acoustic guitar. I bet yeah. he can play classical gas pretty well too. Ooh. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> you get let Kyle do that. Indeed. Oh, classical gas. Shall we throw some copper? Yes, let's yeah. let's let's go back, and and you can tell us why you you felt the need to to be the first person to do an album twice. Yes. So my selection for this episode was throwing copper, the 1994 album by the band Live. This is the band's second full length album, uh, most known for the smash hit single um, Lightning Crashes. then um like the other guys have mentioned we actually did this album on the first run of the show um about or just was it a... the first episode nope no i it's forget fairly early though is. yeah um so i wanted to redo... <laughs> mm. i wanted Keep to bring this album back because it turns out mike i knew mike knew throw um lightning crashes because i have memories mm-hmm. of us 
It's the and second last album episode we did. Nice. Just got it in there. Just squeaked it in. Yeah. Um, I have memories of us singing this song in Mike and Richard's student house back in undergrad. Yeah. Um, I was playing guitar. Mike was singing. We'd sing along. Oh, really. that sounds awesome. Good times. Then it was revealed that Mike has never actually listened to the rest of the album. So I took it upon myself. No, to, just that song. To say, <laughs> that is unacceptable. We have to change that. Uh, because, yeah. because to me, this is the best non-grunge alternative album of the 90s. Um, it's no gimmicks. Um, Good-ass rock album. Every song is very unique. Every song has a clear identity. They're all catchy. They're all good. I love it. Yes. Um, unfortunately, Live would not recreate the success of this album with any of the ones that came after. Um, Secret Samadhi had a couple of good songs. That was the one right after this. Lakini's Juice and Freak. And then the one after Lakini's that. Lakini's Juice is a surprisingly good song. It is really it good. It doesn't sound like it should be. It is, yeah, it has a very grimy main guitar riff, <laughs> but I kind of love it. Uh, and the distance to here was the album, two albums after this one that is most remembered for the Dolphins Cry, and then yeah, they, was, their popularity yeah. just went off the cliff after that. As, as well deserved, indeed. <laughs> this album's a banger, though. This album's like this. a total banger. Yep, you're gonna love Thorin like Copper. It. It's so good. So this was my first exposure to this album and I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Like <laughs> as I started listening to it, I was like, yeah, this is live. This is more live because I had only ever heard lightning crashes and the dolphins cry. Those are the two songs that I had from Napster <laughs> from, from, on my computer. It's not a, it's not so... a good uh, <laughs> sample of their, their sound. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so I was like, Ooh, more live. Okay. I want to hear more live. Oh, I loved it. I had a lot of fun listening to it. I thought that that Shit Town was a really fun oh, yeah. <laughs> song to so listen good. to. I mean, this this album was full of singles, right? Like Selling yeah. the Drama, I Alone, Lightning Crashes, yep. All Over You. Like, mm -hmm. like, it, it, like it's, a, it's a lot of singles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a good listen. I had a lot of fun listening to this one. It's been added to my, uh, you know, favorites on uh, on Apple Music here. So. Thank you for suggesting that one. Good. And I, I think the, the the important thing about this album is like lots of albums have really good singles and the rest of the song sucks. I'm looking at you, Bush, 16 Stone. I love how that but, has become our quintessential like singles only album. But that, that, that it, one, every time is the reference we use. Know, it's because the non-singles are so bad. <laughs> like I, like I, it's just not a it's not a listenable album, but it's contrasted with the singles, which are so good. Mm -hmm. Like the the singles off that album are really strong, which so is good. a real real contrast to the other songs. This on this album, on the other hand, though, the non singles I would say are even stronger than the singles. Like there's a few songs Davidson. on this one. A pillar of Davidson is so good. So good. It's 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 I, best song on the album. Yes. But like stage is good, top mm -hmm. is good, iris is good. Like they're like just good tunes. So good. Waitress is funny. Waitress is pretty funny. <laughs> White discussion is an amazing like loud and all like and besides the what was the hidden track on the CD release before? Of course. 
Yep. <laughs> Richard, any further further things to add? Um, further things to add. I, one of the things I really like about this album is how Live is able to like balance and transition from like really high energy to like really mellow, even within the same song, and they do a really good job of it. Um, in terms of gushing about this album, I don't have much to add. It's great. Um, <laughs> I will. I will note that although I'm sure it, when this actually gets posted, it will have come and gone. Um, Live is performing in Brantford in two weekends. Oh yeah, come like, and gone. It will have come this... and gone, and they will have come back to Brantford and played again, and yeah. then left again. <laughs> they will. They will have come back for their Christmas show, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be playing from the the Vince Vince Garofi trios. <laughs> oh, that's such a good album. That's such a good. Album. Yeah, they're they're performing in Brantford on uh, at the end of July, July twenty ninth or something. Or are t- they at a casino? 30th. Are they at a casino or a rib fest? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a rib fest going on, but they are performing at a park. Okay. It is. It's actually it's actually a it's actually a like a mini festival there. Our Lady Peace is also playing. Um, uh, Biff Naked is also playing. Oh, it's and a nostalgia so fest. Is... Yeah, they all are now. Yeah, and who's the fourth band? Some other is Canadian it act. Earth? It's not I Mother Earth. <laughs> it's... it's Watchmen. But anyway, no yes, moist. it is. No, it is the Watchmen. Love the Watchmen. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Just that. Wait. It might be the headstones. It might be the headstones. The headstones are good. I'm trying to continue. It's either the Watchmen or the headstones. I'm trying to continue the thread through this episode of like nostalgia tour tears of respectability, which seems to be like you've got your you've got your (laughs) festival, then you've got your casino loop, and then you've got your bowling alley loop. Right. (laughs) Then you got your random park in Brantford loop. Oh dear. (laughs) You touched on something um, that is good that I was thinking of with this album, Richard, that the thing that live lost, I feel after throwing copper is their sonic range narrowed to Mm. where like, by the time you get to like dolphins cry and that album, it's all you don't have a big variance of really loud stuff and like more mellow stuff. It's all kind of in between, like safer. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. There's good, there's good variety on this album. Yeah, I really, I really liked that period of the '90s from like the start of the decade about to like '95 or '96, where mainstream rock was really loud, and I think mm. that helped shape a lot of my music taste. Is you had stuff like. White Zombie, Filter, Helmet, and a lot of mm, other alternative rock that was just loud. <laughs> um, we had we had Stapler, we had uh, Sharp, Sharpie, Still Toad. No, it, it's funny to to, to <laughs> listen back now and like you, you even you hear hear some songs from the '90s from bands that you always thought were oh this band sucked they were too light they were weak like and like like some like somebody like the Goo Goo Dolls or you know or the early Goo Goo uh, Dolls. Yeah, but, but the, mm-hmm. I'm not saying good. I'm saying like stuff that you didn't like or like the Verve yeah. Pipe or you know this is like one of those bands that you wouldn't give the time of day because they were they were too wimpy. And 
what they're playing is like ten times harder than anything you'll hear anytime any anywhere now. Mm-hmm. Like they're it mm-hmm. like what was what was considered heavy and what was considered light was very different back then. The Weird in general was an angry yeah. time. Oh, so a book angry. book ended by angry mm-hmm. times. You had like the grunge and alt rock loudness of the start of the decade. Then you had a little bit of no anger in the middle when Spice Girls and Electronica and shit was happening. Nah, there was there was there was always something going on. Something <laughs> the whole on. the whole decade. <laughs> the Spice Girls were were, you know, they were at the same time as a lot of um, you know, less awful stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's how I feel with Spice Girls. Wow. But no, it, it was a, it was a very heavy decade, and it's surprising. Even the, even the wimpy stuff is quite heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like um, Collective Soul being one of the like wimpier. Yeah, they had some heavy songs. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. And this, I, I feel like throwing copper is like right in the the middle of sort of that sonic yeah. range for the for the era. And it's good. good and the, the tunes are catchy. Like that, that's the most they they stick in your head. And yes. it's easy to forget how how huge Lightning Crashes was. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're listening to things that like 30 years from now or 50 years from now and when when you know all of us are so old we don't matter anymore as consumers and they're they're putting out, you know, the best songs of the nineties for, you know, like they put out the best songs of the sixties. Now, um, hello, my baby. Yeah. Hello, my you could very easily get lightning crashes on there. Cause it was that big. Yes. It definitely so, fits in on like a future time life. <clears throat> if time life still exists. Yeah. k <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Let's be more respectable than k Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, tell the giant what? tiger of compilations. Live is performed by the Mini Pops. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Kids Bop. Right. Uh, I love you so, so much, up. Thorin big Copper. Up. You're a perfect album. One of the very few albums I consider to be perfect. But before really we move on, yeah, do, you, do you have a physical copy of it? Indeed, I do. It is downstairs. I used to. Do. I probably still do, somewhere. Ooh, that should be a question that we ask at the end of each album. Do you have a physical copy of it? I, I, I definitely did. I definitely did own Throwing Copper. Yep. Probably nice. the only album we did this this time that I I actually owned. Yeah. Like I have a copy of that Tenacious D on CD. Mm. If I did, it was burned. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the metal. Yeah. All if right. I what do, do if I do have a copy of Throwing Copper? I got it really cheap at the my at a former workplace's like fundraiser used media sale where staff would bring uh, in old books and CDs and stuff and nice. we'd have a big sale. Cool. I almost certainly got it from Columbia House. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I've R- Richard Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac rumors. Uh album was released in uh, uh 1977 and is widely regarded as one of the best albums of all time.
So if anyone says anything bad about it, they are empirically <laughs> they are <wrong>. incorrect. <laughs> uh, I mean, some some people like Tommy. Yeah. And they're communists. <laughs> <laughs> But Tom, Tommy is not regarded as one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> Stephen, the term we use is reds. Reds, okay. Better dead than red. Yep. We don't, we don't want to get demonetized. Wait a second. We're not monetized. Are we getting? Are we getting monetized? No, we wish. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd never listened to. Um, a Fleetwood Mac album before because why would I have listened to a Fleetwood Mac album before? But um, uh, it, it's it's surprising how many songs off this album I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, Go Your Own Way and Dreams, obviously two friggin' enormous songs. Uh, Don't Stop. Um, the Chain. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a great tune. Gold Dust uh, Woman. Gold Dust Woman. I I only knew it because Hole covered it. Uh, but that's honestly, the version. Don't at me. I never cared for Hole's version of Gold Dust Woman. I, I will. I will always go with the harder version. It's just me. I, I I would go with the harder version if I didn't think it sucked. <laughs> but I think I think Hole's version of Gold Dust Woman is not good. Yeah. Uh, I, with... I I like Fleetwood Wax more. I'm with you there, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I, I will stand by like, my I'll, assess- I'll take assessment. Blue Monday by New Order over Orgy's version too. Ooh. Because Ooh. it's better. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's don't, okay. <laughs> don't Stop was also my like, wait, I know this song moment. I know, song. right? Yes. There, there's a few of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, let me, I'm trying to get the track listing. Oh, just to, I've been yeah, doing it off a lot my head them so far. Have... A lot of Sec- them have been covered by big yeah. bands. Secondhand News is a terrible opening song. or like oh, Not good at all. For, for, for such a strong album, that's a really piss-poor opening track. It, yeah. it very much sets sets a false expectation of like, this is going to be a lame 70s yacht rock album. Which isn't true, <laughs> but it does not get the album on on the right foot. I loved a lot of... Um, oh, shoot. I even looked this up beforehand. Who does lead guitar on this? Is it Mick Fleetwood? He's a or drummer, is isn't he? Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, hold on. Let's folks. look it I up. I apologize for not know- knowing. There, there's it's a Lindsay super Buckingham. deluxe version of this album. You're allowed not to know like a lot about Fleetwood Mac. 55 tracks. Why would you? Yeah, <laughs> this is true. It is funny how, like, um, I think how it tends to go. So I think I mentioned before, when I was growing up, I would always force my parents to listen to the oldie station in the car. So like, 50, yeah, because otherwise it was CHFI and CHFI is the worst. 80s, 80s bullshit. Um, But it never came across to me that my parents liked a lot of 70s music. And I've never really asked them about that. Like, I think my, like my, one of the first CDs my parents bought for me was the Eagles greatest hits. And that's 70s music. So my, yeah, Eagles are awesome. Yeah, thirteen-year-old me thought otherwise, <laughs> but um, you know, Eagles are okay. What is what, what is what does forty-two-year-old Craig think of the Eagles? I don't know. Hotel California is okay. There's probably a couple of other songs that you know older and lamer me would get along to. It just for some for some reason when you ask me this question, 
horse with no name popped into my head and i was that's like well, i like that song but that's not the eagles that's no, not the eagles no <laughs> that's that, america that tells, you, that tells you what i think of the eagles right there um but evidently the main point of that tangent was like my parents were paying attention to music in the 70s but i never really was exposed to it in childhood and i think yeah the, the overall point more was i've got the exact same thing it's yeah it seems like the decade before you were born and maybe this is a good sample to take like you have an unnatural disdain for that that decade you grow up associating as like that music from that decade is dumb and not cool and just i implicitly do not like it richard i says mean no. i don't, I, it, I love the 70s. richard richard richard's got siblings who are 10 years older than him it just it's shifts cute. everything like yeah. you would have been exposed to that kind of music just yeah. because they were listening to it. This is true. Whereas, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of got the, the same thing as Craig going. Like it was, it was either you know five ninety CKY or ten fifty Chum yep. or the oldies stations, and you'd listen to one of those because otherwise it was CHFI, and you were you're listening to Celine Dion and friggin' and Rod oh, Stewart and Miami oh, Sound. Oh, so much. So much Rod Stewart, like, and it, that's so much worse. The like, only good thing Rod Stewart has ever done is when he guested on Glass Tigers My Town. That is the yeah, one piece of media, great. one piece of like Rod Stewart adjacent media that is good. Okay, I will, I will, I will, I will see that, and I will add when he sang with the Temptations, the Motown song. Do I know that? I feel like I probably heard that at some <clears> point in my life. I don't know that. Uh, that's the that's the one where you put the speakers in the windows in the door. Oh, okay. I will probably say that if I heard that again, the nostalgia of having heard it as a child would contribute to me liking it. Mm. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah. But no, I mean, you, the sixties music was clearly superior. A lot, a lot of sixties music is great, and I, I also feel like by the time we heard any sixties music. They just weren't playing the bad stuff anymore. That is also very true. Like yeah. this, the same way you don't hear Limp Biscuit anymore. It's it's been buried in the in the sands of time because it was. It's been filtered out. Literally terrible. <laughs> so, um, I feel like a bunch of seventies music was like that too. It's it's funny. Like you you get like there are certain. I, I see what you're saying about like the the a little bit before you were born sort of thing. Maybe you just disdain it. But I think there are objectively good and bad times for music. Mm -hmm. And like that the early 2000s when when crap like or and late late 90s when when all that new metal stuff was dropping is an objectively bad time for music that's going to be wiped out of the collective musical memory as soon as we can get that taste out of our mouths. Like, that is true. I hate, I would say like the early 2000s is worse because you get kind of like post grunge. So like Creed, oh, it would be a good analogy for this. Yeah, like you, you will never hear Creed again. No. It just won't happen. Because <laughs> Creed, no one will, you're not gonna have, yeah. Creed is not going to have Creed on a compilation disc sometime in the future. Yeah, Nickelback's going that way too. You'll never hear another Nickelback song again. Once they stop touring. It has yeah, like I mean, they're still releasing music and it's ridiculous, but um, but it's just 
the the world has like collective amnesia as to these artists like they've just fallen off when's the last time when's the last time you heard puddle of mud on the radio I only read about Puddle of Mud because the lead singer is an unstable mess. And whenever they yeah, try I to mean, play, he just has a freak out. But yes, I and that, no that's one great. plays Puddle of Mud anymore. Yeah, it's there, there's like like a whole, whole genres of music that were not very good have just sort of been like mm-hmm. we, we, we took the, for, the for, Yeah, we took the forget me nows and we don't have to remember them anymore. An interesting corollary to that is bands that did not escape their most popular decade. I think the best example I have of that is the Smashing Pumpkins. And I wonder if I, I do not listen to the radio anymore, but if I listen to say like an Indy 88 or a Q107 um, for our listeners outside of Toronto, Indy 88 is like, has kind of become the generic alternative. We rock. don't have any listeners outside of Toronto. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Um, and Q107 is the classic rock station, which now unfortunately also encompasses the 90s and not just the 70s, 60s and 70s. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but like, if you listen to traditional terrestrial radio now, what Smashing Pumpkins would they play? Would they play Pumpkins? The Pumpkins were yeah, you'll, you'll hear Pumpkins. You'll hear lots of Pumpkins. And it'll be yeah. off Melancholy or it'll be yeah. off Siamese Dream, Dream or maybe, but probably not Adore. Yes. They did they did put some new stuff out last year or something too and I've heard that I've heard one of the new songs on I heard I, I heard a bit of that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I remember they released Tarantula it got some airplay. That, that was a few years ago now. Yeah, but that was that was just, that was more than a few years now but Yeah, that was that, that, was, disapp- that was disappointing. Yeah. And um there, there was there was a couple of songs he was like releasing one song for every letter of the alphabet or something stupid like that at one point in time. It also doesn't or, help that Billy Corgan went completely insane. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's nuts. But um, they were doing that, and there was a couple of tunes that, that came out maybe two years ago or something that were, were, were good Smashing Pumpkin songs. But at this point, they're so old and buried that they need something more than just a good Smashing Pumpkin song to have get any recognition, right? Mm-hmm. They need a friggin' killer. They they need they need to get they need to do what Red Hot Chili Peppers did on Californication to you know they need to you know drop a song that that everyone has to take notice of, before they'll they'll never get out of their stagnation. Yeah. Going back to rumors, I would say yeah. So the first song doesn't set a good tone, but the rest of the album. I don't think I was in the right mood for when I gave it a first proper listen and then subsequent listens gelled a lot better. Um, I've also listened to this like 40 times. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what albums are we doing now? And I'm like, oh my God, are we still doing those albums? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> it, it is also an album Oops. that definitely belies its circumstance, the circumstances under which it was made. Like you would not think that the members of this band were as angry at each other as they were. Well, I hear they called it rumors because it was basically each song was telling rumors about other band members. (laughs) (laughs) Or you wrote like, who was dating? Well, Mick, um, oh, I forget if people were married or just in relationships. Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were in 
they're together for a while, right? And yeah. they broke up before this, and and Lindsay uh, Buckingham like wrote a song and made Stevie Nicks sing the chorus, and he wrote a song yeah, about go your like, own way. Yeah, it was like, all right, go. I don't <laughs> like you anymore, and you're gonna sing on this song. Mm-hmm. And then dreams was the other way around. Yep. And add in a lot of cocaine, and you have one of the best song albums of all time. Yeah, I, there's probably a lot of cocaine. Yeah, I can't really add too much to what you guys have said. Like this, this was an amazing, like, just like album for singles. Yeah, it's a good it's singles just, album. I, I, yeah, had the same experience, like just being like, oh, I know that song. I know that song. Oh, I know that song. I don't, I don't know how strong a cohesive experience it was though. Like, Craig's yeah. right. Second Hand News is not a great track. Never going back no. again was kind of a song songbird was kind of you know it's it was more you're just listening for the next song you recognize <laughs> kind of like the the filler doesn't rise above its station on this album i, I feel mm-hmm. there's less filler than you find on most albums but at the same time it is as it's... generic as it gets i like how one of the things that you just mentioned is um how it's not doesn't have a cohesive sound and that's one of the things i find interesting about it is it's it is kind of all over the place um but it kind of works it makes for an interesting album listening experience sure all right there there, those were the albums we've been stewing over for the past four months I'm glad to the end, ending guitar Let solo from go your own way one yeah. more time it's so it's such a good song mm-hmm. right yeah. Like go your own best, way and best Fleetwood Mac song. It's so good. I, I Dreams is really good too. Like Dreams is a huge, huge hit. Like the same way Lightning Crashes is one of the only songs that might if it's only songs that survives from the nineties, Dreams might be one of the only songs that survives from the seventies. Mm-hmm. So big. Yeah. So what are we gonna pick for next time? Yes. What do we got, guys? What do people wanna what do you, what do you want to listen to? What do you have you been I I I've been <laughs> I've gone through so many different albums and I'm like, Oh, I should do that one. Oh, I should do that one. I've forgotten most of them. So I was trying to see if I could, <clears throat> if maybe we could try to do some kind of themes. And, and one of the themes that uh, I don't know if you guys remember, we were discussing very briefly was what if we tried to do something with live albums, like um, Why some kind of, some kind of concert <laughs> albums. I'm not, stuff. <laughs> I'm not prepared to do that now, but yeah, we could do yeah, that. Exactly. We, could, we could do it. If we could, if we think of it, like, I'm just, yeah. Yeah, like like I'm just thinking in the future if we wanted to say okay, maybe for the next episode try to come up with something along these lines. Yeah. Like we try we did like a holiday album, like a Christmas album yeah. before. For, for I, I don't I don't mind did. doing that sort of stuff if it comes up organically. Um okay. I feel like um uh when we were doing the show through the first run, when we started to go theme episodes every every time, I feel like we started to get a bit schlocky. Uh okay. Because Why we, we really we really leaned into the themes at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. But now live and then albums it... is a weird one. Now and again, yeah, yeah, it's hard. Like, uh, well, a live album is basically a greatest hits album, usually as well, right? Because mm-hmm. usually you're listening to a bunch of their stuff performed in a concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously choose Nirvana live, <laughs> unplugged in New York because it's the, the best live album ever. I'm a, I probably would. Oh shit, we're we're ending up with like. I'm not, no, I'm not actually choosing that. I'm just saying what I would choose. <laughs> which was live one, one came to mind, and since we're recording, I will make this my fu- official future live album theme episode pick. Um, I'm going to do what Steve 
was saying he'd do earlier and pick something I've never actually listened to, which is Kiss Alive, the album that saved Kiss's career. Oh, oh, I've I do <laughs> unfortunately. not actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually don't like this that much, but I feel like this is an important historical album that I probably That's should fair. listen to. So when we do our live album, that will be my. Selection. I'll be happy to listen to that the same way I was happy that we did um, um, Iron Maiden because <laughs> I'd never really listened to an Iron Maiden album before. So, Indeed. Yeah. All right. So who's got an album ready? I do. I got. I do. Go ahead. Go fire off. Give All right. Some albums. Uh, I'm going to give you something that uh, might be might drum up some controversy, but we'll see. Mm. I'm going to choose Primus's Brown album. Primus. Shake hands with beef. <laughs> Primus is an acquired taste. <laughs> I feel like this is a less jammy Primus album, which is good. Yeah, because <laughs> jammy it's, Primus okay. can be very meandering. It's it's less jammy and it's very funky. <laughs> Yes. Does, does it have of... the South Park theme song on it? No, it does not. No, okay. <laughs> it's got a lot of groove, though. Yeah. We'll yes. see how that goes. Oh, so we, look, we, we need to film some of those dates published, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Didn't yeah. you just do one, Richard? Yeah, I did one on uh, last Sunday. It's our bookkeeping, or... faithful listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was episode okay, Greg, 11. Greg, what do, you, what do you got for yours? I'm going to step outside probably my expected wheelhouse and do Hurry Up, We're Dreaming by the band M83. I like M83. Some... Steve knows about M83. Very good. Yeah. Get ready some electro shoegaze. Yeah, like Midnight City or whatever, right? And yes. If, if you've I've heard, heard a few other songs. songs the yep. Midnight City was the big song off this. Yeah. Album. Cool. Oh. Okay, so I had an album that um, I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure if you guys were just going to be like, no way. I, no, there's no way we're listening to that. Is it the Spice Girls? <laughs> it is not. Okay, then I might say okay. Of like horrible criminal offenses. No, I don't okay, care about that. Choose a Michael Jackson album. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb because I was gonna go with something uh, something safe. Uh, and, us, and I'm gonna hold on to that. What one. you're not choosing, and then tell us what you are choosing. <laughs> so what? What I? Well, I'm just gonna tell you what I am choosing. Ah. So I am gonna choose. Um, I'm trying to figure out which which one to do. Hold on, because these guys did these guys did two albums. And, and only two. Trying to figure out. Hootie and the Blowfish two. did two albums. Wait a second. I sure hope they heard it. And then Darius okay. Tucker turned into a crazy trumper. Okay, so Rucker. I so I listened I I listened to these guys the other day um, with my fiance, and I realized that I really enjoy their music, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So I've chosen Savage Garden. the The album is called Affirmation. Really madly deeply. Uh, nope, that's not on that album. <laughs> so it's, is this it's, the first it's not even a Savage Garden. It's not just they only have two albums, and he chose the one that didn't have their head on it. Oh no, it's got a few hits on it. They have another hit. <laughs> it doesn't have the biggest hit. No. <laughs> so so it's going to be a little bit of a soft, uh, a little bit of soft. Uh, okay. You know, I'm... baby, baby, baby kind of music. Okay. Now I need to wipe the taste out of that, out of our collective mouths. I'm going to choose the Sisters of Mercy Floodland. I have heard of Sisters of Mercy. I've never listened to Sisters of Mercy. Interesting. Oh, yes. Filling in those gaps. Craig, I think you're going to love the Sisters of Mercy. Are they chaotic and like kind of noisy? 
No, they're amazing. <laughs> Chaotic and noisy can be amazing. <laughs> In the same way as the famous line, Batman's a scientist. That's right. I think I think this album is from like 1988. Um, and they're like late 80s, gothy, like... Excellent. Operatic kind Ooh. of industrial, like... Ooh. Cue up this corrosion. That's my favorite Sisters of Mercy song, and it's on this album. Okay. Add to library. <laughs> I hope. I hope you guys can get into the Primus mindset because it took me a long time. <laughs> Hi. No, no, it was. It took. It did. It took me a long time to really get into the Primus mindset. Like I saw them live in two thousand, and I wasn't in the Primus mindset then. Um, but when I got it, when I got what they're about. Um, I started to love Primus, and like the last five years, they've consistently been <laughs> in my top listened to uh, bands on Spotify. Well, every, you every November you, or whatever. You chose them, so I'm yeah. going to listen to this album a lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys are also probably going to need to get into the Savage Garden mindset. <laughs> I may listen to it three times. <laughs> three is my minimum. I always listen to an album three times. But what what you guys what you guys said was pick a pick an album that you like yeah. pick no, an album no, that you find I, interesting I'm, I'm, let's listen to it I'm totally okay with you choosing something that I'm probably gonna hate all right I, I you know what it's it's actually more fun habit of it <laughs> it's it's more fun to to listen to an album that there's a little bit of discussion around rather than everybody just going yeah this album was good. <laughs> all right yeah. so you you end up trying to 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 you have to get into the details of of like all of the albums here were reasonably well um well reviewed by all of us. So you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. start nitpicking them a little bit. Uh but I have a feeling I will not need to nitpick Savage Garden. Okay. <laughs> the criticisms will be obvious and in everyone's face. The first thing you're gonna say is so I didn't think I'd like it, but then I sat on the couch with a box of tissues and, you know, I just loved it. I don't see that <laughs> happening. Although I did end up enjoying, enjoying Aquarium. <laughs> there we go. Which aquarium I is really wasn't expecting. Pure unfiltered sugar. Oh, it's so saccharine. But... It's going to go along with the, the Barbie soundtrack that's going yeah. <laughs> to inevitably was, come out. But it was good. <laughs> yep. I don't get it. What else is on the brown album? Oh, Over the Falls, Fisticuffs. I think I've Fist, heard before. Yeah. I know very, Golden I know Boy. Very Golden Boy I, is my absolute favorite song on the album, and I hope you guys can get your mind into that because yeah. it's, it's so good. The only it's so, it's so funky. Yeah, the only Primus I really know is Winona's Big Brown Beaver. Yeah, I would put that as my favorite Primus song as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do a lot of like the earlier Primus, like Jerry was a race car driver and um, Tommy the Cat is meh. I do like Jerry's my race car right. driver is cool, and John the Fish, John the Fisherman's awesome. Mm. I do like my name is Mud. My yeah. name is Mud is fun. We'll see. We'll we'll have a we'll have a, a, an opportunity to uh, to really uh, to dig into this. So. Woo. It'll be interesting. All right, guys. Oh. We'll see you in November. And, got uh, <laughs> um, my 
I will cut this out of the recording. Or Richard, please cut this part out of the recording. Actually, I'll stop recording now. Just, yeah, no, you stop recording. Let's do an outro. Outro. All right. Thank you, all, everyone, for listening. Another episode. Thank you to our faithful listener. Indeed. We will see <laughs> we you hope next you time. We hope you enjoy our, this episode and any other ones that we release in several months. Peace out. <laughs> Thanks, <until> Mom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Peace out.